Hello again, listeners, and welcome to ICU Talks, Hear Voices. Let's spend just a moment, Kim, and discuss why we've called this production Hear Voices. Yeah, what a great thing to start with, because we're doing this so organically. You you and I, first of all, we should both be in prison or something, right? Like, we should be here, but sitting. I've been arrested, (laughs) it's true. Like, we're sitting here in an ICU Talks office, doing ministry, and... We don't know what we're doing, right? Like, like if you figure listen, it out as we go, we're probably on the third or fourth episode right now, and it's obvious that we're getting a little smarter each time. But I think we've made it maybe to second grade level for podcasting That's, now. Yeah, second, yeah. third, maybe. You might be a little higher, but I'm. I'm not. Not higher. No. At all. No. Anyway, side the point. But we want to talk about really how we came up with this great title of what we're doing here, voices. And I want to explain it this way. So someone was telling me yesterday that they went to a mental health first aid class. And so one way they were trying to help the audience understand what it's like to really struggle is that they had a woman stand there and they rolled up a piece of paper and put it in her ear and had someone talking into her ear while she was talking to someone else. What it's really like to have auditory hallucinations. There are people who are really hearing voices saying certain things to them. So we, we honor that that is part of mental illness. It's a smaller percentage. And so that is, we're not making fun of that. We're not disrespecting that whatsoever, that there's paranoid schizophrenia, delusional schizophrenia, bipolar schizophrenia, affective disorder. There, there are legit painful, painful mental health disorders. For most of us, though, we spend each day hearing the voices of shame and blame. We hear voices of rejection. And so while we are interacting with people, we're battling all these voices in our heads telling us to not be who God called us to be. And so the only voice we need to listen to is his. But if you don't know, there's 20 other voices. For me, it's 20. For others, Danny might have 25. 16 Christine, only. My only. Okay, you're at 16. Sybil, yeah. you're Sybil. Mm-hmm. And, and so like other people might only hear two, three voices, but a lot of people think they're hearing their own voice. And that's the deceit of the enemy. Like he wants you to, like God would never send his son to save you and then talk to you in a way of saying, you know, you shouldn't have said that. You know that you know no one likes you. You know that you shouldn't even go to that church. You have nothing to offer. Like God would never talk that way to his precious child. And so I want part of what we're doing here to really expose that. So the only voice we're aiming to hear is God's. But we got to deal with the fact it's not the only voice we hear right now. We have to work to get to a point that that's the only voice that we'll hear and then listen to. Absolutely. So that's why we need to hear voices. Yeah. Plus that's it's clever. Oh, it's very clever. Extremely clever. I did not come up with it, but it's very clever. So today, we get to hang out. I hate to say this out loud, Dan, but one of my favorite people. Like, I, she and I have, like, all three of us have the same demented... I mean, we're number one and two, and I won't even point to who's number one. <laughs> I think there's some serious figures pointing towards you right now. But Kristen Young was our 10-minute speaker for our second January event that we did. And the topic was Mirror, Mirror. What do you see? And you may have already heard the podcast where we dissected that, we talked about it. But now, we actually have Kristen in in the, this office, in the studio, so we can talk about her and her accomplishments. And so can we just take a second and just give it up for the amazing, slightly talented Kristen <laughs> Michael Young. Hey, hey! These are always fun. We get to dig deeper and get to really know you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Scary. Let's do it. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not afraid. Right. So, 
So what, from like in one or two sentences, how would you kind of summarize, how would you wrap up what your talk was about? Sure. So I would say it started out very, you know, let's not put judgments on each other. Let's not put expectations on each other. Um, then I kind of dropped a bomb on people that I play the role of like the everyday Miss America, right. um, not just for appearance sake, but for self-preservation. Mm. Um, and that we all, whether it's your looks or something else, we all have something that we hide behind in order to keep people from seeing the things that we don't want them to see about right. ourselves. That's right. So, so well said. Yeah. So what was it like to, to stand on that stage and be so clear? Because, you know, and you said when you walked up there that people are going to look at me and have assumptions mm-hmm. because because I, I have the same assumption, and I'll share my pain with you about that. I see people who look like you, and I think your life's been easy, mm-hmm. and I don't think this way anymore. <laughs> but I used to think, like, your life is easy, and it is easier when you look like you. Mm-hmm. It is, in the sense of that one piece that people automatically will make eye contact or engage with you. It sure. doesn't make the important stuff easier, though, does it? Sure. No. It definitely makes the surface, I would say. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are surely there are things in your life that... When people feel like you're approachable or they want to be around you or they're attracted to you for whatever, whether it's your face, your hair, your personality, whatever it is, of course that makes the everyday easier. But then the challenge comes in assuming that everything is easy then. People saying, okay, well, because you're XYZ, Mm -hmm. everything, life has just Mm -hmm. been given to you. Your life is easy. And and a little bit we do it to ourselves. You know, when I put up a front of... Happy clappy and everything is great. I love happy cow clappy. I actually I love that too. I, I, I'm <laughs> gonna reference that later. Yes, I love so. it. You listen to her talk, you've heard happy clappy. You know, and so it I It just describes love. me too. Yeah. <laughs> it is. You when people see yes. you, they, they don't see they see angry man. No. no. Happy clappy dan. Happy clappy dan. No. Just a quick Quick story. When, yeah. when I was at Bank of America, I think I can say that, um, I did have people fooled so much that people used to say, God, you need crabby pills. That's wow. how much acting I was doing. Because I have Let's be clear, listeners, that he wasn't like there at the bank to make a deposit. He worked there. <laughs> That's a good point. Right. Yeah. Let's be clear. Hey, right? guys. Hi. I have this. They're like, yeah. it's the happy guy. No. Yeah. Like you so were I got to- really good at it, too, because I'm crabby yeah. as can be by nature. Yeah. But boy, could I put up that front to someone yeah. saying, and he crabby. Right. But that nature was childhood trauma, let's be clear. Like, yeah. You didn't come out crabby. Like, your parents ensured. I don't think I did. Your parents ensured no. that you would, right? Like, yeah, they, they helped me along that path. Right. Yeah, they really assisted in that. Well, and it's a tension to manage, too, because you're not going to walk through your life. You should not walk through your life putting all of your baggage and all of your stuff mm. on everybody. You can't walk Ugh. into any situation and be like, here's all my junk. <laughs> right. But at the same time, we don't want to walk into things so fake and so pretending that everything mm. is great that we actually help people with the assumption that our lives are perfect. So it's a very, it's a tension, yeah, you know? And that yeah. was one of my first questions, if I could, um, sure. is that, is it, how wrong is it to actually act happy, clappy, especially if you maybe mm. want to aspire to that, right? Because maybe does it help pull you in that direction? Because I admit, from my crabbiness point of view, I do try to portray, hey, I'm a fun guy when... Behind the scenes, maybe I'm not. 
<laughs> so, so just how wrong is it? Is, is that a question we could even answer, or, great question, or at least discuss? And let's see if she's smart enough to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Y'all, she's flipping her hair around. She's going back like, into her look. Um, does it matter? Just look at my hair. We're just like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, princess. <laughs> she cute. She cute. Okay, okay. look okay. at that girl. She cute. I mean, let's be clear. We're all super good looking here. Obviously, yeah. yeah. That has not been my life. Tens experience. across the board. Listeners, that is not my life experience. <laughs> I think I'm beautiful because God said it. That's right. Absolutely. I've never been treated that way, I'll tell you that. But I'm cool with it. I'm fine. I'm fine. Clearly. I think I'm beautiful too. You are beautiful. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> Reel it in. Let's oh, go here. Yes, here we go. Okay, so yeah, I yeah. think that both, again. God is really showing me in the last year or so, like my, the word that keeps coming up for me is tension. Like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to, I'm someone I've realized that bounces from one extreme to the other, like extremely fast in lots of um, areas of my life. And he's really trying to get me to stay in the middle and not go so yeah. hard from one or the other. And I think this is the same thing. Like it's okay to want to be a happier, joyful person. It's okay to try to find joy and like sit in those things as long as you're not pretending that that's all that there is and i think it's okay to want to be better or recognize like oh these are areas that are just kind of ugly quote unquote you know in whatever sense that i want to wrestle with i want to go through and make better but as long as we're not pretending that they don't exist that's right that's right you know yeah i love the the tension part like the middle to me is grace and mercy because we go into extreme behavior and thoughts because we are not in true self. Yeah. Right? And so the middle, like who we really are, is a person who gives grace but first receives grace. Yeah. Right? The only thing in your life that will be finished, as Christ called out on the cross, it is finished. Only to finish that pain is to bring in the grace. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to receive. Mm-hmm. You know, so I know you've had a lot of work to do to get to where you are. And to not just use genetically very blessed, right? Not just use that to stay superficial, because you could have. Like you have a depth to you, mm-hmm. and a godly confidence to you. And you know, I apologize to you that I ever looked at you and thought that your life was easy, right? Because now I know the story. Yeah. Now I know there's a story within you, and that God is within you. And I, when I met you, I thought. I'm going to make fun of her for the rest of her life <laughs> because no one else has. And guess what? It turned out I was wrong. You've been bullied. Yeah. I just felt you feel, uh, felt my pain being, you know, how I look. So. Right. <laughs> I feel it. We're going to have to have a picture somehow <laughs> yeah. so they can see you. To really all your disappoint muscles. fans. To all your muscles. <laughs> yeah. But can you find talking like, because you, you got bullied and made fun of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of that fast forwards into, you know, kind of what I talked about in my talk too, putting up the walls and the pretending. Um, I mean, I guess long story short, if you want to say, and I had a good childhood growing up, lots of friends, all the things. And then I moved uh, when I was 15 to a high school where there were 1,100 kids in my class. Mm -hmm. So by the time you're end of sophomore year and you go into a class or a school that's like as large as a small college, Mm -hmm. it's hard to find, you know, everybody's got a group. Um, so I tried out for cheerleading. I had been a cheerleader at my old school, made the team. And that was my parents thinking like, Hey, we're going to get you into a community. You're going to have a group. Well, I took the place of somebody who had previously been in that group. Cause you know, tryouts, there's only so oh, many spots. Wow. I didn't know that. I'm thinking that's probably where it all started. Yeah. 
Um, because then those people that were supposed to be my team or my community actually were the ones that treated me the worst. Um, I mean, just to my face, mm. cruel, mean, said horrible things, wrote horrible things, literally dropped me in the middle of a game to the point where my coach like, was like, physically, dropped. physically dropped my body. Mm. Like I didn't mm. hit the floor, but I didn't do the drop right, you know, yeah. to the point that my coach was like, I know this is dumb, but I can't let you fly. Like you've got a base. Yeah. You've got to be like on the bottom lifting people. Yeah. She's like, well, and just the sake of, we were a competitive squad. Mm. Um, I mean, yeah, just for the sake of the routine. Right. Isn't that sad? Like the thing you wanted to do doesn't happen because of someone else's insecurity. Right. And that was where I started to learn whether it was some, part of me wants to say it was a little bit right, but maybe I took it too far. That was where I started to learn, like, don't let other people control you. I wanted to quit so many times. And I knew my life would be so much easier if I yeah, quit because I would yeah. be away from these girls that were so mean and hateful. You almost didn't say girls. I almost didn't say girls. <laughs> <laughs> these brutal people. But I stayed. Yeah. And I think on well, one hand true. it was you good. Men, so. True. That's yeah. what you That's, that's what I meant. That's yeah, that's what yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 But you stayed. Is that where you got this incredible resiliency from? Because you stayed in it. Yeah, but also then... You know, after high school and then in co- girl drama, I've just, it's just been a theme mm-hmm. in my life ever since then. Um, and while on the outside, it looked like I was pushing it away and not letting it get to me. And so it looked like, you know, what is that? However many years ago. Um, 30. She looked six. I just graduated. <laughs> um, it looked like I was being really healthy and strong and not letting this stuff get to me. But what I was actually doing was learning how to build walls so thick and mm. so high yeah. that not only did it keep those people out, but it kept out everybody. Well, that includes you. Including myself. When we have walls. We don't get to find out who we really are. Yeah. Right? Like, we'll we'll develop the resiliency and the strength that you can come back to you later. Mm-hmm. You know, but that you won't know who you are because you're just in survival mode. It yeah. changes your brain chemistry, your central nervous system. Like, you, you just walk around just trying to get through the day and not letting anybody notice how much pain you're in. Yeah. And were your parents supportive of you through all this? Though? They were. Okay. Did they know? They were, but I don't think they knew what was happening. And I don't okay. know why. And I still look and back and don't know why. Maybe you weren't letting them know the whole thing. I think my, so. My question would be, I guess, is that does, do parents actually get almost hurt in that point? I mean, putting, putting too much pressure on you or making the pressure even worse than to, like... <sighs> I'm, I made the team or whatnot. I think for me, it was more of still trying to protect them. My dad had lost his job. That was why we had moved. Mm-hmm. Then he lost his mom um, mm-hmm. with a battle to cancer that wow. had lasted a couple of years. There were just lots of things going on. And so, and my family was very open. We talked about things if we wanted to. Um, but for some reason, I remember just having this sense of not. I don't know if I didn't want to burden them with like one more painful thing. Hmm. You know, there was never a sense of like, hey, don't bring this to us. But for whatever reason, I didn't. And I just kept it to myself to manage. So you made it through high school. Mm -hmm. Did you go to college like, okay, this is a new beginning. Deuces. I am out of here. (laughs) Bye. I ain't coming back. Gang sign. Yes. Right? Right. Yeah. I would get physically sick. Like not actually throw up, but I would get physically sick whenever I would have to come home and pull off that exit ramp. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. just... Yeah, trauma reaction. Whew! Yeah. I was like, I'm going to stay in my house because I cannot see these people. Well, and the day my sad? family moved from there, priest Jesus. I see, right? Never have to go back yeah. again. Isn't that sad, though, because 
and I know people do what they can do, but when you're bullying, you're that upset mm-hmm. and coming at someone else, like that may be the person who's got a message for you. That may be the person who's going to help you make decisions, have the best friendship with you, and they'll never know. Yeah. Like they never get to know how amazing you mm-hmm. are. All right. And you still turn out, got to take care of yourself and figure it out. But it's going to be like lifelong friends mm-hmm. that will never happen because they let their insecurity control them. Right. Or their initial judgment or their initial assumptions or. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've never met a confident person that put someone down. Confident people don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's such a it's a place of shame and insecurity. It's just, it's the thing the enemy uses to cause us to hide who we are, right, and to cover up our true self. And so we so either we come against ourselves or against other people. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that you somehow have dove into this, like you went in and figured out how to get all this stuff off of you that they put on you. Yeah. Because that's the only way to figure out who you really are, right? Is to get off the stuff that's never meant to be on you in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'd say even confident people somewhere are not... Somewhere deep down, they're not confident. You know, we yeah, all right. have our insecurities yeah. of things. But it got to the point where, you know, realizing there were things I needed to take off of me. I guess it was, I mean, last year, um, I have two therapists because... Praise God. I need two therapists. Go fund me. I <laughs> for Kristen to stay in therapy. <laughs> But I just remember it got to the point where I, in my mind, like all I could see was this giant acrylic wall. And I remember sitting down and telling my therapist, like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what is in there, but it needs to come out. I said, I have this picture of this enormous acrylic wall, which is important because I could see people through it. Mm -hmm. And it was actually after I spoke at our women's ministry Mm -hmm. and there was an outpouring of women that came to support me. And I was a little bit shocked at the turnout, and I remember, like, why am I not feeling loved? Why am I not feeling? Mm, Look at good. all of these women yeah, who came good. just to listen to what I had to say. Right. And in my mind, this vision was all these women on the other side of the acrylic wall, like banging, wow, like wanting good. to get to me, mm-hmm. and me being on the other side, like almost clawing at it, like I want, I want to get you, I want to accept you, I want to let you in, and I don't know how. And yeah. I was just very stuck. Like, right. I see there are people here that want to love me. But I have built this up so high, I don't know how to accept it. I don't know how to receive it. Yeah, what an amazing vision to be able to see that. Yeah. Right? And those women weren't just there to hear you that night. I was speaking to <laughs> Let's be clear. Yeah, that's true. But as long as you got your vision and you got better, that's good. That's what gives me my confidence. How, how long ago was that? From a time frame? Probably a year ago, maybe. Oh, okay. I mean, it recent. Wasn't that, okay. It wasn't that. It's not maybe not even a year. Like, like in last August? six months? Yeah. yeah six I months. Don't, so, I, not that long. Okay. So it, it did take a while for these issues or, or hurt feelings to kind of manifest enough that you wanted to seek help then? Is that yeah. a fair statement? Okay. Yeah. But I think that goes a little bit to my point when we dissected your awesome talk in a previous episode where I said that I think we do people such an injustice if we just focus on their looks or just focus on how much money they make or their title because that may be the thing as you're describing that's hiding their pain. Mm-hmm. And the more you're enabling that for somebody, they, they don't even know they have to do the work. Your vulnerability that night opened the gate. Yeah. You know, and, and so that you can see the wall, you can have the vision. Because if people keep encouraging you to say just like you are, mm-hmm. and I know that one was doing intentionally to tell someone they're beautiful. You're not trying to tell someone don't change. Sure. But we can hyper-focus on it so much, we missed the person. Mm-hmm. You envision that wall shrinking then? 
Or? Yeah, I can. Yeah, for sure. It's getting smaller, getting thinner. Mm-hmm. I remember telling my therapist, I don't know, months one later, out of two therapists. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> like I finally was starting to crumble. You know? Yeah, it's good. But then there are also days where I'm like, whew, that went back up in a hurry. Yeah. Like, it is. Uh, yes, yes. It's right. not like yeah. it comes down and it's gone. Right. That's right. And, and how to how to figure out how to have a boundary instead of a wall. But I yeah. tell people, like, it, whatever strategy you learned to survive and not endure life, right, because things are so painful, like, it, it gets to a point the strategy stops working because God loves you that much. Mm-hmm. He wants us dependent on him and not the strategy. But you'll get in situations that strategy comes back so fast. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes they, they're and you good. you got to give yourself grace again. Yeah. Like, okay, that was what I need to do in that situation. I might stay in it for two hours before I used to stay in it for two days. Sure. And just, because uh, really, when we make it so much about ourselves, the false self, we get so upset that we put the wall back up. Yeah. Like, we're lost again. Yeah. Right? And strategies, I think strategies are good. Your appearance can be good. Like, there are all these things, you know, again, I don't want to take it to the other extreme and be like, oh, people shouldn't wear makeup or they shouldn't have right. a, whatever car they want to drive. Or what, like, f- have it. Fine. Yeah. Who cares? Um, as long as we're not hiding behind it. And that's the thing with a strategy. Right. Like, being able to push some things aside and move forward right. has worked out well for me in a yes. lot of areas yes. and work. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. you know, it really does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When to use it, when not to use it. Right. It's when I rely on it so heavily. Right. That's when it's bad. When it becomes a, you think it's your identity. Yes. Right. Or and I'm doing it without realizing it and I can't stop. Right. Yeah. Right. So I think a big piece of this, too, is, is figuring out what we're personalizing. Right? The more you have a sense of person, the less you personalize. Mm. But when you're personalizing someone else's stuff coming against you, that they have issue of how you look, mm-hmm. then the work is, what do I need to do so I stop personalizing this? Mm-hmm. Right? Because people are going to be upset with you. Sure. Based on how you look, based on the fact that you have friends, you have a husband. Like, like it doesn't matter. Things are gonna, people are going to be upset with you, Dan, because of your level of success. So you got to retire at a young age. People have an issue with that. People who are authentic and healthy are going to be so excited for you. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's where it goes back to who are we living for. Right. And that's where you just got to let it roll off. Yep. That's yeah. right. You got to let it roll off and figure out a way that the things that won't roll off, that's what you take to therapy. That's what we have to figure out what to do with because I don't, I don't want things sticking on me and staying on me that were never meant for me. Right. It certainly isn't easy, but no. can be done, I think. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. But even in the process of like what you're doing in therapy, Kristen, like... That is you saying, okay, God, I'm in agreement with you that I'm worthy. Yeah. I'm worthy of getting this off of me so I can be who you called me mm-hmm. to be. Just just that's powerful, mm-hmm. right? It's just such a slow process. The more trauma you have, the slower the process has to be. Well, and I, I always, again, push things aside, too. I think for me, part of it even was just realizing, like, hey, that was a trauma. Yes. Like, they... Yes. Even to acknowledge, okay, that was a trauma. And there are other things that we've worked through that I don't need to tell all y'all. But there are other things that we worked through that, again, my therapist was like, this is a trauma. Stop yes. minimizing. Yes, right. Because I would say, oh, but it's not as bad as this. Yes. Oh, but yes. people this. Oh, well, mm-hmm. it could have been. And I minimize and minimize and minimize. Mm-hmm. And when I don't realize that it was a trauma, yes. then I can't actually deal with it. Yes. So bullying is called normalized trauma hmm. because it happens to majority of people. Majority of people get bullied or are the bully, yeah. right? So because it's considered normalized, we won't realize the depth of it. So then people invalidate that and you invalidate your own self, right? 
And so it's trauma on top of trauma. Mm-hmm. And so the person who goes home and says, hey, little Dan bullied me today. And the parents say, well, let's take care of this. I'm going to talk to the parents. I'm going to the school. What do you need? And they get supported. That trauma becomes a bad experience. Yeah. Without support, without some mm-hmm. movement, it becomes trauma. And then another layer of trauma comes on top mm-hmm. of it. It's never too late to work on it. Yeah. Never. Yeah, therapy is... Uh... So good, but so hard. It is hard. Because every time I'm like, hey, I figured this out, <laughs> then God is like, hey, by the way, here's something else. Yeah. Hey, 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 guess what's coming up now? Right. Something else. Right. Which like, is good. Right. He loves hard. that good. much. Right. New right. batch of acrylic. Right. New batch of acrylic. That's awesome. So yeah. in your talk, your amazing talk that you did, is there anything you would have said differently? Anything you wanted to say you didn't say or would have said it in a different way? Um... Man, you should have asked me that in advance. Um, I don't. We can edit. (laughs) Why do you want to cheat like that? I don't don't think so. I think the only thing I would kind of want to go back to is, and I alluded to it a little bit at the end, I think it's really easy for people to hear a talk like this or look at this topic or see even the title of Mirror Mirror and be like, oh, this is not for me. Like, oh, I don't, I don't care so much about my appearance, so you pretty people can deal with it. It's not. That's not the point. Right. You know, like, whether it's pink lipstick, whether it's driving a fancy car, whether it's your job. I mean, we all have mm-hmm. things. Right. You know, and so I guess that that would be the point that I would just want to make sure people realize is it was called Mirror Mirror. Right. The thing I have hid behind is my appearance, my physical appearance. Um, that's just been easy for me to rely on. But for people even that don't necessarily relate to that specific thing... Like, there's still something. Right. And so figure oh, out absolutely. what it is. Absolutely. You know? So do you keep saying fancy car because you're aware of what we both I, drive? I mean... Do you what Dan and I both drive? Are you... Is that why? So last, <laughs> last question for you. Yes. What's next for you, Kristen? Oh, man. I wish I knew. Um, Maybe it's good to you on that. I know. It probably is. Yeah. Because if I knew... I'd run after it so hard and fast that right. I would be like, would hey, trip. God, I don't need you. Right. You I don't trip. need you. you I got down. this. Yeah. Um, ever since I was a little girl, I have always felt like there was something in me that was bigger. Mm. Um, this was like pre-reality TV, pre-Kardashians, pre-all that stuff. Okay? <laughs> but in my mind, I was like, I remember thinking as a kid, like, it would be so cool if somebody like followed me around with a video camera. Like, I have, I'm going to do something. I have stuff to say. Like, something... And not about me, but like there's something in me that God has put there. Um, And I think I'm just now starting to figure out what that is. Mm, And I think it may be writing related. Um, I'm throwing around the idea of a blog just so I have a place to like land the things that I want to say. Sure. Speaking more, maybe. I definitely see TEDx for you. Yeah. Definitely see That's that's on the secret list. I wasn't going to tell people until I got got the audition. Do you you want me to um, recommend you for? On all distances, I have been a former TEDx speaker. That's true. (laughs) We had to bring that up. But I was going to (laughs) say, people doing podcasts on a regular basis are really top of the food chain. That is true. Oh, sure. Especially when they have a sultry voice. (laughs) That's a good point, Kim. (laughs) Well, thank you, Doug. I mean, now that I've done this, I can do anything, You can do anything. This is really set for you. Yeah. (laughs) It's just about carrying the message, right? The message is within us. And to carry it. And, and as you spoke so well about today, you know, it's the things that hurt us the most that really can become a, a platform. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, too, just realizing it's okay to, like, you know, for what's next. I carry a lot of, I still carry a lot of guilt and feel selfish 
when I think about wanting to go after things that are like, quote unquote, for me. Right. But that's where I have to remember, it's not for me, even if it puts me in the spotlight. It's not for me, even if it's my writing. It's not for me, even if it's my voice. Because I just want to say what God has to say. And just maybe there are people or women out there that need like my exact perspective or my sense of humor or the way that I see it, that it's not anything new. They just need to hear it a different way. That's right. So So we'll end there. But what she just ended with, we're going to do a little podcast about that because that is my next talk at ICU Talks. (gasps) It's why it's so important to love oneself or oneself so that you can get to a point that you love self for God's sake. Mm. And those are St. Bernard's words. He barked them up. So, but it's really true. Like if you neglect yourself, if we think, oh, I'm, I shouldn't be on the stage. I'm not, I'm not the person to be a witness to that person. I'm not enough. That is not from God. Yeah. And that goes back to we call this hear voices. We want to hear God's voice and know it's his voice instead of it's the enemy telling us we're too much or too little. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're about. Thank you, Kristen, coming all the way from South Charlotte <laughs> yes. to be a part of this. And God bless you. I love you. And we'll be texting later about The Bachelor. I'm done. Done. <laughs> Thanks, all.